Hi and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan, Chris, Lee. Have we recovered yet? From from the race? Yeah. Or from the weekend in general? Well, from the weekend, but mainly the race. Yeah, I think we were just about recovered. It, it was alright at the end, wasn't it? Yeah. I should probably pass you the notebook if we're doing the podcast. I was going to say, could I, uh, could I have a running order, please? You can. Do we, do we agree it was pretty boring up to that point? Up to it what was, point? Up to when everything went fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was okay up until the first pit stops. And then that's when it hit the it sort of hit the lull after everybody mm. stopped once because you knew everyone was going to stop again, so it's just going to be whole position, second stops, and then you're going to get a big run at the end because somebody the, might try different strategies. There were some one or two stop strategies. What's what's going to go on there? Mm. And then Bottas's engine went and he pulled off safely in a boring place where they could just push the car backwards. Except they couldn't push the car backwards. Yeah. So they had yeah. to get a safety car out there, and that's when it started mm. the, hitting the fan. And by God did it. Yeah. It really did. Um, I, I don't know where to describe it. And the, the Bottas thing, apparently the car got stuck on a bump. It wasn't stuck in neutral, right. honest. Well, what, what lap did he, that happen to him? Because he seemed to be stuck for quite a while. that Was it that late? I can't remember. That, that's what I'm I think I'm did to, it for I'm me. I'm going to look this up. Because... It, it, the start, like we we want to see Max versus like Lewis Hamilton as much yeah. as possible. I mean, we kind of saw it. We, we got a couple of yeah. goes of that, but I think it became it became very obvious fast that Red Bull totally had the legs on Mercedes oh, this yeah. weekend. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I think the only reason Hamilton was up there with Verstappen is because he's Lewis Hamilton, and where that car actually deserved to be was probably somewhere between where Hamilton was and where Bottas was, somewhere in the middle there. Yeah. So I, I think he outperformed the car that like that week this weekend. Quite possibly, yeah. struggle with it. Do you remember Max saying a few weeks ago that um, Red Bull weren't expecting to win any more races? Yes, and I said they always say before they win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, that means they're in contention to win in in Mexico and Brazil then. Uh, and lo and behold, okay, one in Brazil, Mexico, after a slightly dodgy start, great recovery drive. So two really good races after after he said they weren't going to have any more decent races. Also, Brazil... They are, they are learning bag sanding. <laughs> they are. But Brazil hammered at home to me how boring qualifying is. I just I, think I didn't see qualifying it, this week. It's just, I, I, do you know what? I'm getting towards the point of just not bothering watching it. I think the, the, problem, with, the problem with Brazil, it sort of made qualifying look worse because it's such a short track. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's no like one Hungary. goes anywhere. You know, remember, what well, was the... Last Hungarian Grand Prix before they changed qualifying to the current format, when it was just the one hour, um, we didn't see a car on track for the first twenty minutes. But we only had we've only had like maybe one or two interesting qualifying sessions this year. I think the shoot, Q3 is usually pretty good and shooting out for pole um, when every when the when the clocks run down to zero and there are still there cars for, out there, there on hot laps over an hour for ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, but the, the the but again, the problem is if somebody gets into Q3 when they're not expecting to like. K Mag did. They've only got one set of tyres, so they don't come out for the first run. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, which again, going back to what Lee has said before, totally negates the tyre rules, and we need Julian Palmer's tyre, yeah, yeah. tyre thing. Yeah, well, not extra set. No, let just them choose. Let them choose. Their let own them tires. choose. If they get through to Q three, well, then they've lost a set of tyres. Yeah. Um, but let them choose what tyres they start the race mm-hmm. on. Oh, why don't Pirelli just bring like ten sets of soft tyres for Q three? No one goes into Q3 and doesn't choose soft tyres. No. No. 
So if everybody, everyone's got one well, yeah, set of they soft tyres... Well, they give them back, don't they, the Q3 tyres? Yeah. That's, that's the thing. Yes, but the teams try and strategise around what tyres they're going to use, uh, which means, like you say, if a team doesn't expect to get into Q3, they have to be very careful. I see, okay. So if Pirelli bring one or point. two sets of tyres for everyone who's going to be in Q3, not allocated to the teams until the very start of Q3, then that's not bringing more tyres than would be brought anyway, but it's stopping some teams getting screwed over by doing well. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's time for a shake of qualifying. I think so. Reverse grid <coughs> races. It's... It was the way forward, and it's been fucked off. Uh, and part of me was thinking of this this the other day. I wonder if that was, you know, we were surprised how much of the 2021 rules have come forward. Um, no mention of that. I wonder if the qualifying races were almost put forward as a dummy because they knew the top team would hate the fucking idea of this. So if they, we put this forward and say, well, look, one of them's happening. So you yeah. either go with the rules or you go with the qualifying races. That's playing hardball. It, it could well be. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, the current format of qualifying on track, certainly on tracks like Brazil, does get dull because it's short. There's not much running. Mm-hmm. You know, you're looking at, what was it? What was pole time? It was about 1.07? Yeah. So that's now. I think it's quicker than that. But the <laughs> yeah. um, it, worked, it works at Spa. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I was literally just about to say that. If it's at Spa, you know, you got to have time well, for an outlap and, and then a hot lap. That's nearly five minutes. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it Spa where they were all trying to drive as slowly as possible so yes. they weren't getting a yeah, toe yeah. off each other? That, yeah. was it, Which, that was Italy. Oh, that, no, it, well, the, it was, oh, there was Spa and Italy. Holdenberg yeah, slowed yeah. right down at Spa. There's, oh, there's, yeah. There's been a lot of that this year because for whatever uh, aero properties these cars have got, all of a sudden, the slipstream seems to be very valuable to cars in qualifying. But it's it, to me, it just needs like we've had it. We've had the same qualifying now for an awful long time. Yeah, um, I like I like the way that Indy does qualifying on the road courses, where the timing line for the start of the qualifying lap is before the pit lane entrance. Mm-hmm. So you do three quarters of an out lap, then you're on your flying lap, and then you can go straight into the pits. Which means you've got more time to you're do. Not wasting qual- a you're not in-lap. wasting time with an extra with an extra in lap. That's a bloody good idea. And you've got more time to do more qualifying laps. Yeah, yeah. that's a really good idea. I mean, because the, the first the, t- first time I saw it was when they were racing at Coaster, and I got incredibly confused by the fact that somebody had set a time and they were already in the. By the time they announced what the time was, they were already pulling into pit lane. The only issue with that is, is you couldn't do that in Formula One because we don't have enough tyres. So if mix that with the. Yeah. There are extra sets of tyres yeah. available for qualifying. Yeah, or just qualifying tyres. Go back to that rule. Mm-hmm. Where, the, the, you know, really soft tyres and everyone yeah. qualifies on it. I quite like the... Um, <clears throat> if they don't want to do the reverse grid races, which I think would, would work quite well, uh, I quite like the old um, PlayStation um, setting where if you didn't want to sit there for an hour and, and, you know, for an hour session, okay, you can sit in the garage and skip through it. you got a 20-minute session. Yeah. One one twenty minute session. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down for that. I I still think you could do it in testing, like you could, like practice. You could get you could <clears> set your times for the like it over the course of the FP one and FP two. Have your quality runs through that. That's what you could set like a Saturday sprint race with. You know, if you didn't want to do reverse grid. Yeah. So everyone knows that you have to get your times in 
at some point over the weekend. Kind of like know, MotoGP yeah. does with yeah. um, FP4 really being Q1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it, would, Q0. it yeah. would make free practice seem more interesting because the commentators, when, when they're doing it, would be clocking the fastest laps of each driver. No, so you, you could have like the session fastest times and then a separate board for where the drivers sit at the moment for the sprint race. Lee fixes Formula yeah. One again, but then, get an, but then get an extra session in there during practice for young drivers. Everyone puts a reserve driver out. Could do, yeah. The first practice maybe. But anyway, we had an interesting Grand Prix. We've gone off on the rules of, of, of Formula One. Yeah, we did. Um, we'll start at the back. Let's start at the back and go straight in head first. Well, no, it was more side on. It was side on. <laughs> it was. Not a bad race for Ferrari until they ended it. Ended pretty poorly, though, didn't it? Yeah, you know, if we if yeah, we're but, going, you know, the, apart from the last ten laps or so, the, I agree. The Danny, first fifty something were pretty good. As a percentage, it wasn't a bad race. In nineteen eighty-five, no one died. In nineteen eighty-six, there was the incident with the pigeon. Yes, apart from that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? <laughs> No, but Ferrari were having an okay race, weren't they? I mean, they 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 were off the pace comparative to how they were earlier in the season. You know, sort mm. of just after the summer break. But they have been for a few races now, and conspiracies around that too. But um, the whole cheating. Does anyone? Does anybody around the table think? And I put this out on Twitter earlier. I'm going to have a look in a minute and see if I got any replies. I'm glad we're not looking at the YouTube comments during this bit. Does yeah. anyone think Charles Leclerc was to blame? Lee thinks Charles Leclerc was to blame. Because Vettel is worth 18 centers and he wouldn't have made that mistake. So, in the real world, with the three of us that are actually <laughs> tied to reality... No. Uh, it was, I, wasn't, I was unsure not, until... Not Leclerc's fault. S- sort of Vettel's fault, but it's just one of those things, really. No, Do- I was unsure until I saw the head-on view you know, at the end of the straight when the cars are heading toward the camera. And then when I saw... When I saw that Seb had a car width and a half, maybe a bit more than that, and still, still went that close to Leclerc, who did actually try and pull away from, you know, pull pull left mm. of Seb, and Seb still hit him. What I would say is, I think in any other team, in any other situation, if you had a teammate coming up behind someone at such a vast rate of knots with new tires, when you've had tires on for I don't know. A decade, <laughs> uh, they'd have been asked to move over, and and yeah, yeah, not, and not rightly if, so. Yeah, yeah. If if that had been, I mean, maybe Lando and uh, uh, Carlos are a bad example here because there's a real loving going on there. But if I, I think if that was well, either, then we think that happened as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think even if you're going to erase someone like Vett, Vettel had every right to not let Leclerc through. But to be so aggressive when he's going to get past you anyway, you're never going to hold him up with the tyres he's got for that long. You know, it was just, it was silly. And it was the new Sebastian Vettel that we thought he might have been shaking off himself. Yeah, another Vettel mistake. Yeah. Mm. I'll tell you what, Esteban Ocon is probably sat there going, ah, nobody mentions me with Brazil now. <laughs> Esteban Ocon's probably sat, sat there going, "Why did I sign for Renault? There's <laughs> a Ferrari seat available." Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
Hulkenberg might get a seat yet. Um, I hadn't even thought of Hulk. Mm. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, both Ferrari drivers have been summoned to Maranello. Today, strangely enough. Right. I mean, Benotto said on Sky at the end of the race. And the reason we're talking about Ferrari first is they are the only team to double DNF. So they are literally the worst team in the race. And and caused a DNF as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did. But, um, yeah, Benotto said on Sky after the race, I don't know if any of you guys caught it, that um, they were going to sit down and have a chat during the week about this. Monday's during the week. Yeah, Yeah, I (laughs) took that to mean... You know, let them get let them get unpacked after they've got off the plane. I yeah. think what it was is even in like the post race interviews, both drivers were still fuming with each other. Mm. Like Leclerc was a little bit more reserved. It's uh, easy to be reserved when you're right. Yeah, he was he was a bit more reserved, but, but Vettel was very short with his words and, and 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 clearly very angry. See, I don't see this is Danny and Verstappen in Baku all over again. I I, I don't find Leclerc when he's. Um, when he's being sort of reserved, I don't find it reserved. I find it slightly passive aggressive and a little bit pompous and arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he, what I'm saying is he wasn't flying off the handle and throwing expletives here, there, and everywhere. No, but he didn't need to because no. he knew if when they get down a room to a debrief that he knew it wasn't him that was going to be shouted at. Yeah, yeah. He moved over to let his teammate through, and his teammate hit him. Yeah. <laughs> um, does anybody else think that we are? If if we didn't see Sebastian Vettel's last race, we are about to see his last race in Abu Dhabi. Does I know. I don't think, think that. that. No. Not for a second. Do you think he's going to be in Ferrari next year? I think both of them will be in Ferrari. We, next we year. We had a conversation, didn't we, today on our chat thread about yeah. um, what what you do with Ferrari, um, and I said that they need to have it. Ferrari work best when they've got a, when they've got a solid number one and a solid number two, like your number one and your number two. But occasionally, the number one driver has to play number two. It just happens every now and again. Every now and again. I mean, you could argue, rightly so, that Hamilton is number one at Mercedes and Bottas is number two. Mm-hmm. There are occasions when Hamilton has to be number two at Mercedes because Bottas is having a better race. Yeah. But you get you get team orders that are team orders for the season. And you get team orders that are team orders for the race where someone's on a different strategy. Yeah. Or yep. you... Or Your the best old, guy is having a bad day. Or the old yeah. McLaren one of what, yeah. whoever leads into the first corner is number one for that race. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, how Coulthard and Hakkinen used to do it. And, and then, then then you get the ones for the season that are we don't Fernando have, Alonso is faster than you. Yeah. We don't have a number one, number one and number two driver. We've got a number one and number one A. Yeah. That was that was one of Ferrari's. <laughs> that was Schumacher Barrichello. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think the problem Ferrari have got is they've got two drivers which as far as pace goes and certainly race pace maybe not all the time in qualifying um, they've got two drivers which are incredibly similar in pace which means they're 99 times out of 10 going to occupy the same, the same bit of time, time. Yeah. 99 times out of 10 that's a lot of times yeah. out of 10 it is <laughs> and um, the problem is you've got a Vettel which has gone back into this close quarters combat He's- Desperate mistakes. for a win again, I think, and he's desperate to stay on top of of Leclerc. Leclerc. Um, but see, the problem I have here, and, and Leclerc is desperate to prove that he's better than Vettel. Yes, but I think the problem Ferrari have got is I don't believe either of those people can, unless they're given a car which is much better than everything else around them. 
I don't think they can beat Vett- or they can beat Hamilton or Max. No, either of them. The, the, that's not their main problem. Their main problem is, is even if they have, if they go into twenty twenty, mm-hmm. uh, they turn up at Australia and they're, they're, if they, they're if like they've Braun. got an equal car. If they've got an equal car, they will be beaten. That's their problem. No, no. Even if they have a better car, mm-hmm. even if their car is like Braun, eight tenths faster in yeah. Australia than anyone else, and they don't even have to try, Leclerc and Vettel will lose in that championship because yeah, they're probably. constantly trying to outdo each other. Yeah. That's why you have to have a sit down, uh, in my opinion, and 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 you have to decide this is happening. You're going to be enough because Ferrari uh, having two number one drivers doesn't work. No, it just doesn't. Ferrari at some points this year had the better car. And they threw, they threw it away. But that's what you either need. You, they either need another driver that's better. Than they need Leclerc someone who will be a number two. Vettel. They just have to decide who's their number one. Or they need someone that will be faster than whoever else they've got in the car. Oh, they need to get Bob Fernley in because he managed to sort out uh, Perez and Ocon and stop them from hitting each other for about three days. Probably because he said that if one of you hits another one again, I'll hit both of you. Mm. I, I, I still the, stand by what That might be what was said in the minutes of the Maranello meeting. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, uh, yeah, but who's going to hit Vettel and Leclerc and... and yeah. Do you know what I mean? Don't oh, forget, I, I reckon Bonotto could do that. Don't, don't forget, there's still a Ferrari on the Ferrari board. Mm. Was it Piero. 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 Or Pietro, it might be Pietro. Yeah, Pietro well, it's the guy, in, it's the Italian guy in the very expensive suit that never takes his sunglasses off. If he gives, if somebody dressed like that gives you the hard word, you follow. Well, the thing is, if Capiche? they've, been, if they've yeah. been summoned to Maranello, that to me says board meeting. Absolutely, uh, but I, I see. I'm not willing to get on the train of Leclerc until he's got a proper teammate. I don't consider Vettel a proper teammate. Broken Vettel, you mean? Yeah. And because Vettel Vettel on on his top game is is incredible. He's a great racing driver. You stick Leclerc and Verstappen or Hamilton and Leclerc in the same car and Leclerc and, and Verstappen would murder him over the course of a season. Hamilton, you mean? Uh, yeah, but or, or or Max. Yeah. If you stuck either of those as Leclerc's teammate, Leclerc would be murdered over the course of a season. Possibly, it's a no, bo- I think almost a bottom. No, possibly uh, because I think Leclerc is still maturing. We've we've said a couple of times on the podcast that Leclerc this season is very much like first season Hamilton. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's as good as Hamilton. No, but his temperament and the way that he gets himself into some kind of positions, much like Brazil, yeah, um, is, is very kind of first season Hamilton. He's got to. He's still got a lot to learn, but he doesn't think he's got a lot to learn at the moment. Until he realises he's actually got a lot to learn, he might not be as be- the best he can be. But I think I think he's quick. He's got the pace. Uh, I, he's I, already a race winner. He's got more pole positions this season no, than I, I, anyone else, and yeah. no one can beat that now. I think with where he is at the moment, he could, in the same car, sometimes beat Hamilton... Verstappen yeah, but in races Valtteri in a Bottas championship sometimes not do yet. that no no not yet but Valtteri Bottas can sometimes beat Hamilton yeah but only when he's had his porridge I would it, say I would say that and his coffee he's been yeah. murdered this year <laughs> it's, I would say Leclerc would do a much better job than I think he'd do Bottas. a slightly th- better job than Bottas. I think he would I think he would be better than Rosberg I don't think he's better than Rosberg I, I don't I don't think he's better than Rosberg at all I can't, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Rosberg was far too close to Hamilton's pace. But that was going to be my nervous. next point: was that Hamilton and Rosberg were two kind of number one drivers, and Mercedes 
were just fortunate enough to have the car that was so far ahead of everyone else at that time. Had Hamilton Rosberg still been teammates now, mm-hmm. and Ferrari had uh, still stuck with Kimi because. Kimi, even as a world champion, was quite willing to be Sebastian's number two driver. We'd have been looking yeah. at a Vettel world championship. Almost, almost certainly, yeah. Because there wouldn't have been the, the early season tussles between Vettel and, and, and Leclerc. And, you know, Vettel would have been allowed to scamper off instead of fighting with Leclerc in a couple yeah. of races early season. Those points would, could have been vital. And Hamilton would have had points taken off of him by Rosberg. So having a number one, and, and it's totally switched now because Mercedes have a number one and a number two. Bottas is a good driver, don't get me wrong, but he's not the number one at Mercedes. No. Uh, and Ferrari have always operated under that. And just because it stopped, I say just because it stopped working for them, just because it wasn't working for them, seems seems folly to just completely abandon it because that's almost exactly how they've operated in all the modern days. Since Schumacher joined in 96, so more than 20 years, they had a number one and a number two. When Schumacher left, it was Alonso. Well... Eventually it was Alonso. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Raikkonen at first and then it was Alonso. <laughs> <laughs> Although it turned out inadvertently to be Massa for one season. I'm not sure he was the number one driver at the time. He was just, he was just winning. Yes. Yeah, yeah. but it, the season after Raikkonen won his world championship, he forgot how to drive. Yeah. Yeah. But again, Kimi was quite willing to be a number two driver, even though he was a world champion. And I... I don't think I don't think if you sat Vettel down, which is the point I was trying to make earlier on our chat thread. I don't think if you sat Vettel down and said, "Look, you have to do the job for Charles that Kimi was doing for you," I don't think he'd say, "Yeah, that's fine." I think he'd go, "Absolutely not. I'm a much better driver than Charles Leclerc, and this is not going to get solved unless someone solves it." And I don't, I don't think Vettel has the temperament to be a number two driver over no. a season. No. And that's what I think would be the major problem. Major so, problem. Major problem. <laughs> major problem. So he, he may accept team orders in a race. And but you said, congratulations, you, you've got Giovinazzi and Leclerc as your, as your drivers. Yeah. Possibly. Because uh, you, you'd said that you would fire Vettel if he wouldn't accept being number two. Uh, well, you've got to play the team game. You've got to play the team game. Anybody who's not willing to play, uh, not willing to be number two when they're asked to be number two. Are you talking about across the whole season or during one race? In any in any particular any particular situation across the season or a whole race, yeah. because so, yeah, you've now got Giovinazzi and Leclerc as your nah, drivers. Nah, you got Hulkenberg. Hulkenberg's free. Hulkenberg's not not Hulkenberg's going to be an amazing number two at Ferrari, but he's not going to be on on Leclerc pace. Hulkenberg will be as good number two at Ferrari as Bottas is for Mercedes. Yeah. So, so, I, I so who's he replacing then? Vettel? We've lost. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Right, on to racing point next. Um, Perez got points. Two of them. Yeah, racing point had a difficult weekend. They were right near the back for most of the most of the weekend. Um, and then, unsurprisingly, Lance Stroll went out in Q1 again. Um, not shocked. No, not at all. What, is it twice he's made it through this season? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping that he would have picked up you know, picked up the pace a bit late season, but he just he just hasn't, especially not on single single lap pace. Um, Perez had one of those races where we didn't really see him at all. He was there, he was on he was on screen every now and again, but just got on with it and managed to pick up a couple of points, which for Racing Point at this time of the year is not not a bad result getting a couple of points. 
getting a couple of points wasn't a bad result. The other teams getting even more points was a very was. bad result. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, the other teams around them because um, it looks like they might miss out. Is it the seventh place they might miss out on now? I think. Yeah, um, I think the more or less guaranteed eights now. Yeah, well, Toro I think Rosso Al- Alpha have jumped them, haven't they? Toro Rosso and Alpha scoring. No, a actually, lot of Alpha points. haven't. Alpha are on oh. fifty-seven. Racing Point are on sixty-seven. Oh, really? Well, we don't we don't quite give them enough credit. So where are Toro Rosso? And uh, Toro Rosso are sixth on eighty-three. So they they jumped Racing Point then at this race. Yes. Yeah. So. So yeah, they lost. Uh, getting two points is good, but the fact that Toro Rosso and Alpha scored a bucket full yeah. of points not so good for them. No. Unlucky for Lance Stroll. Unlucky. He was uh, second, a vic- second race this season. He's had bollocks up by Vettel. Yeah, he was. Mm. He was. A, he was a victim of the Vettel debris, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Felt. Felt sorry for Lance Stroll actually because he wasn't having a bad race. He was, he was doing above, okay. Above Perez, wasn't he? For I think most so. Of the race. Yeah, he was doing yeah. okay. Yeah. Again, that's that's the thing with him this season though. He's got absolutely zero one lap pace, but he's getting a bit racier. He just needs to check his yeah. mirrors a bit more often. <laughs> it's I I don't know. It's still it's and the road in strange. I I. I He's never going to deserve to be there, I don't think. I think that's my problem with him. I think there's a, just just by the way that he's come into Formula One, there's always going to be questions over him, even you know, even when he does something like gets on the podium in Baku. Mm. But I mean, th- this was a circuit where this is this is a thing that you you've said about him since he started. He's good at point and squirt, break. It's exactly ninety degree what corner, it is, isn't it? Point yeah. and squirt. Brazil actually isn't. There's some effort. Lots of half throttle and... Yeah, yeah, the the effort. I remember you describing Interlagos a couple of years ago as... two No, two straights and someone's dropped a curly-whirly for the rest of it. Sounds sounds right. (laughs) Sounds like something I'd say. I can't remember saying it, but yeah, it it, it stacks up. I think I said that about the Korean Grand Prix as well. The track in Korea. That was ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, nobody could find that one, though. Mm. But, yeah, I mean, Stroll, Stroll was actually doing okay on a circuit that you wouldn't really have expected him to do anything major on. Right up to the right up to the point where, well, he ran over most of Seb's floor and then yeah. lost a front wheel. But, yeah, Perez was, Perez was truly anonymous during the race. Yeah. Odd one as well. Odd, <clears throat> like, usually when there's some tyre saving to be had. He's right up there, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, the temperatures messed around, didn't they, with everyone's um, everyone's tyre temperatures because they thought the softs and the mediums would be the way to go. But because it was so hot, the hard tyres actually worked a lot better than everyone was expecting them to. Track temperature really ramped up on, on Sunday. So um, you know, this is why I advocate Sunday morning warm-ups returning. Yeah. But Because um, yeah, the teams might know that then and be able to... Yeah. Adjust accordingly, but, but yeah. Perez doesn't seem to be able to do the sort of magic with this generation of Pirelli tires that no, he could no, a few no. years back. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when um, the the tires were having not so much thermal deg, but they had they just got to that point where they where they run out, yeah. yeah. And where you had someone like Jensen Button, which was always really good at managing tires. But that skill was sort of negated that year, wasn't it? Because yeah. they just ran out when they wanted yeah. to run yeah. out. Yeah, I was going to forget the um, tie going on Vettel at the uh, the Belgian Grand Prix yeah, that absolutely. year. Absolutely, yeah. and Silverstone when everybody's tyres went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, but not apart from that, not really a great deal more to say about Racing Point because we didn't no. see them do no. much apart from finish ninth and DNF. Yeah. Uh, right, Haas next. Who had a really good weekend, except for the last bits of Sunday afternoon. They were. 
pushed <clears throat> Grosjean was having an, a really good race. He was seventh for most of the race, mm-hmm. uh, and then he took a gamble on a. Did he? I don't know if he took a gamble on a stop with the safety car, and it just was timed poorly, or if he didn't stop. He um, he was having a misfire at one point, which lost him uh, three places towards the end, and uh, which is which is what <clears throat> he sent him out of the points. He was bumped down and out of the points. So unfortunate for Haas. You know, Kevin Magnus from finishing eleventh, but both cars through to Q three as well and qualifying for the first, for, first time since Spain. Was it the first mm-hmm. time since Spain, was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I knew they'd managed it early, early doors, but um, that's that's so like Ferrari. They had had a good race until <laughs> un, until they didn't. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, Gunter Steiner was um, was saying on Saturday that he knew it was going to be a struggle for him on Sunday just because of the temperature. And mm. um, this time it was actually too hot to get the tyres working properly, and with the lack of downforce they've got in the back of the car, then the both drivers were expecting the rear end to be really skittish. But they seem to be managing it well up to a point on Sunday where it, when it just fell off. Was it was it more down to just craziness where they fell off? Because didn't Grosjean pick damage up? Didn't he? he had an engine problem? That's yeah, what, that's why he felt back. Yeah, uh, Magnus and was, was punted off the track at some point by Ricciardo right Ricciardo. at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so, think he, he was racing with damage for most of yeah, most of the afternoon. Yeah. So a real shame for for them, you know. That could have been, could, it could have been the race we expected from Haas. You know, it was like uh, one and of the again, races last year. I just want to, I just want to say when 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 Magnussen and Ricardo went into that corner and we saw Magnussen going around, it was just like, oh, what's K Mag done now? Yeah, not his not fault. Him. No, not, not his, entirely not his not fault. His fault. Um, Ricardo's, Ricardo's penalty. Fault. What do we think? I, he caused a. I know you were talking about warning flags, weren't you? Mm. But. Uh, he caused someone's race to be essentially ruined. Um, Magnussen could easily have finished in the points, yeah, because he's you know, finishing eleventh from a recovery drive from there. Uh, I think five seconds is fair. I think it was Ricardo's fault, knowing that he had to stop again anyway. I think it was Ricardo's fault, but I also think if he'd done the same move to somebody else, they probably would have like give him a bit more room. Give Ricardo a bit yes. more room. You think? Oh, okay. Um, so you know, it's what like one of those ones where, um, it's again to go back to Button. I think we said it where with Magnussen in it's the not where, like Uli. I know, but <laughs> where we said it with uh, we said it with Perez when Perez was yeah. in McLaren and Perez was like being a bit bit leery with things. I think back then we'd say, well, you know, it's, if that was Jensen, he wouldn't have allowed him to get in the position to have an accident. I. I think a better driver than Magnussen wouldn't have allowed themselves to be in the position to have that accident. The, the thing is, I think that's what warning flags are for. That well, yeah, um, driver conduct. Yeah, well, driver conduct. Driver but you'd already yeah, called the driver, driver conduct accident. when you. We, I think uh, you, you know, you're being a bit of a naughty boy. Moving, you've just caused an accident. Don't cause another. No, no, one. but I don't. I don't think he he didn't necessarily drive into him. It wasn't a stupid no, move. He, he slid into him. Yeah, yeah, and it was just it was one of those ones where. If he Magnus had, had left him enough room. If he had that much more grip, it would have just been an amazing overtake. Yeah. And I don't want Formula One to be the sport that discourages people from having a go. No, not at all. So I, I think, and it's a little bit of me thinks fucking Magnussen's hit enough people. Uh, you know, <laughs> like sometimes the yin is going to be on top of your yang. <laughs> no, at least this time we didn't think it was Grosjean that was in the gravel though. True. Mm. No, although early, early on in the race, when um, when uh, Norris and Norris and Grosjean, their transponders dropped right off the 
off the oh yeah oh that yeah was, yeah it's like Norris and Grosjean on the nineteenth and twentieth oh god what's happened yeah but it wasn't it was just a transponder issue and it was just mm. was it when Lando was passing Grosjean yeah and it was just like well you know did they knock each other or something and just like put their transponders out for a lap yeah McLaren were actually uh, were actually panicking about that until they saw Lando drive past the uh, past the pit wall imagine how what Lando's parents were like. The transponder drops. He's just past Grosjean. Yeah, his mum's on her knees in the paddock. Go, why now? <laughs> <laughs> and if she was, Lando would have had somebody filming it, and we'd have seen it on Twitter. Probably, <laughs> probably, yeah. But yeah, it could have been a better weekend for Haskell. It did actually did actually promise more than they were expecting yeah. sat- by Saturday afternoon. Mm, yeah. Um, all right, Williams. Remarkably late for. Half of, half of them? Yeah, Williams probably could have gone behind Haas, but there, there was a Williams driver between the, the two Hasses. Yeah. George Russell. The other participant was a lap down on George Russell. <laughs> <laughs> he, got, he got to unlap himself once. Yeah, he unlapped, his, well, he unlapped himself from the leaders, but he wasn't allowed to go around again and unlap himself from, the, <laughs> from, from, from everyone else the second time. Yeah. Yeah, I think... It was quite lucky for Russell because because of the safety car, he did get to catch up a bit yeah. and finished higher than he probably would have done. Otherwise. Yeah, they were writing it off, weren't they? Right from the yeah. beginning of the weekend, they were like, "We're going to be nowhere near." But even in qualifying, again, Russell was half a second quicker than Kubica. Yeah. Twenty nil. Yeah, so far. also really unlucky that no one got a DRS penalty to give him just that one point. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a shame because he deserves a point just for getting the car to do things. Oh yeah, it's a, he he deserved that to be in the position to get that point that and I think yeah, got. I put it on the live blog for the uh, for the race yesterday that that was probably Williams's final chance of scoring any more points because they're not going to score. They're not going to score any points in Abu Dhabi. I wonder. No. It very rarely throws up surprises, does it? Yeah, yeah, very rarely. I'd imagine it's got a pretty high finishing rate as well. Apart from people pulling out of the pit lane with three wheels on, and Hulkenberg finishing upside down with with an on fire car. That'd be oh, a way to go out. And Schumacher nearly having his head taken off by Force India. Yeah, was it the other way around? Did no. Schumacher end up on top of? No, Force I think India? Schumacher, Schumacher nearly collected one in the grid. Uh, can't remember that. I just I just remember the um, Schumacher one in um, Singapore. Mm. Schumacher and I think Liuzzi when Liuzzi was a false Indian driver. One of them went backwards. I thought Schumacher went backwards and Liuzzi ended up on top of him. Yeah, that was at Abu Dhabi. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, it's a really boring race. And nothing happens. Yeah, it is. <laughs> to be fair, it is a really boring. Race. I like yeah. the circuit. That's the thing. The circuit looks really good. The circuit and it's looks fun to drive on the PlayStation games. The circuit looks like a circuit from the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, but they, if they had zero G cars, great. Yeah, I still but think. I still think Brazil should be the last race of the season. I don't know. Abu Dhabi puts on an event for the last race of the season. Yeah, but the racing is usually no good. Yeah, yeah, but Brazil puts on a show. Yeah, and we don't know why the fans were singing, but they were singing something at the end of the race because Brazil. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's usually what happens. Yeah. I think it should be France. <laughs> <laughs> what, and then the last race of the season optional? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah. Double points, Paul Ricard. The, uh, we don't live blog it, no. we don't podcast it, we don't tweet about it. The season finishes, the race before France. In in the event of a points tie, the championship is just decided with a thumb war. 
Right, Renault next. Um, we're on the subject of recovery drives. Ricardo, pretty good. Yeah, twentieth twentieth at one point to six. Yeah, yeah. Um, benefited from the from the safety car periods and um, was able to maximise points. Renault were desperate to keep um, keep McLaren behind them as well. And after they Saturday, didn't quite go about it the right way. No, no. After by allowing them, yeah, by allowing them past. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> And Saturday, uh, on Saturday afternoon, I think they were they were chuckling to themselves that Carlos was starting twentieth um, after his engine failure, yeah, and possibly could have started from the pit lane with all of his you know having to replace anything. Um, but and uh, Lando not making Q three for the first time in a while. Um, so Renault were probably chuckling themselves, chuckling to themselves for a bit, thinking, "Oh, McLaren aren't going to score very many points here." Wrong, wrong, uh, very wrong. Um, but uh, I don't know what happened to Hulkenberg. I think he's checked out. I think he's checked out. Yeah, he was having a good old chat with uh, with um, Bruno Senna before the mm-hmm. race. So maybe he's going to go and do something with Bruno Senna somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> he crossed the line just behind Magnussen, didn't he? And then got a five-second penalty. Oh, he had a five-second penalty. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yes, yeah. he, did, he did make uh, Med Novatek under the safety car. So I think he... I've forgotten about that. So, yeah, thank you, Dan. Yeah. He was thir- 13 seconds down, which turned into 18 seconds. Yeah. So I think he... Um, was, he was he ahead of Magnussen? Did he cross the line 11th and got dropped? Um, being 13 seconds down would have put him in 12th. So just ah, so ahead of Russell yeah. and behind Magnussen. So yeah, that's where uh, that's what happened to Hulkenberg. But Danny Ricardo, after that you know, early incident with Magnussen, um, managing to climb up to the top six is is a good result for Renault, and they've had a they've had a dis- that, that's dumb luck though, isn't it? Because it is, but I mean, there was a lot of dumb luck going was, on in the race. You've got to be there he, for the dumb luck. Yeah. To work. He, he stretched the t- did he stretch the tires out to the safety car? I think so, yeah. And then there was a safety car, so yeah. why free, not come in? Free pit stop. Yeah, you, you know, you make the most of it. It's like it's like I've always said, you know, when there's shenanigans, you've got to be in a position to benefit from yeah. them. Yeah, and there's your mention of shenanigans for yes. for the people who were commenting earlier. Yes, well, it's something Danny Rick's kind of made his career on as well, isn't it? Because the difference is when he was in Red Bull, these races where he had the chance to sort of excel <laughs> to, to capitalize, he'd win. He, yeah. So yeah, it's it's one of those ones. If he if he'd been in a slightly better car, he might have been a scratcher podium or something like that, like Carlos did. But um, I did. Uh, is this the worst Renault year we've seen since they came took the team over? Really? Because we expected so much. I think the expectations which, which, were higher. Which time this this current Renault that took over Lotus? This the, current yeah. Renault. Or the last Renault that took over uh, Benetton. I don't know if it's. The worst in terms of results, but it's probably the most disappointing mm. in terms of expectation. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. la- last year they weren't quite where they should be, where they were hoping to be by the big plan. Mm. But this year, this year they're, they're not, not where they were last year. Yeah, I was going to say they've, they've gone, they've gone backwards because they were best of the rest last year. Yeah. Now their engines best of the rest. Who's in Renault last year? It was Hulkenberg and Science. 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 We'll come to him later. Yeah, we'll come to him. See, I mean that it just shows there's something odd with the Renault sort of um, family, if you want better, for better words. When you look at how McLaren's rejuvenized science, it works. McLaren works for Carlos Science. I don't know that Renault was a 
Yeah, Renault, I don't think Renault seems to be working for anybody. Well, no, Renault was a help me get out of Red Bull call, wasn't it, from Carlos Sainz, really? Don't forget, last year at Renault as well, Carlos Sainz was still technically a Red Bull driver and he was only on loan. Yeah. So yeah. he'd still got the pressure of Helmut Marco hanging over his head. I, 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 I think when your name's Carlos Sainz, I don't think the pressure from Marco means anything. I think because he was a good enough driver to get a race, drive somewhere for for his own merit. Hmm. You know, if, and it, if he didn't have the Red Bull seat, then well, he made the move that Ricardo didn't. Yeah, he'd have got the McLaren or the Renault drive. Yeah, you know, yeah. he he was going to have a drive. So yeah, yeah, it's, I, I don't think you push a science around. Yeah, yeah, but his dad's not as hard as uh, Jos Verstappen. Oh, I don't know. That doesn't claim yeah. to be as hard Ooh. as Jos Verstappen. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos Sainz Sr. versus Jos Verstappen. Mm. I, I think Carlos Sainz would hand Verstappen his own eyebrows. <laughs> I don't know. Be an interesting one. I'll tell you I'll tell you what, that should be the next uh, celebrity pay-per-view boxing match. Fuck, the, fuck this Logan Paul and KSI bullshit. Yeah. Can we throw Mark Marquez's dad in there as well? No, we've got to put Jan Magnussen in there. Oh, also, it's now Mark and Andy Marquez's. Yes, it is. Uh, Alex Marquez? Alex. Yeah. Alex. I, knew, I knew it began with A. A pair of Marquez's. Yeah. I believe it's a pride of Marquez's. <laughs> yeah, what's the collective noun for a, t- for a group of Marquez's? A podium, probably. A yeah, podium of overtake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a trophy of Marquez's. <laughs> a kick Rossi up the arse of Marquez's. <laughs> Shall we do Mercedes next? Yeah, well, yeah. seems yeah. weird saying it this early. Yeah. Well, there are three, four teams ahead of Mercedes. Four, yeah. four teams ahead four of Mercedes. Te- four teams ahead because Hamilton, all right, he crossed the line third. Yep. Five-second penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, admitted responsibility. Said completely it was his fault in the interview and to the stewards as well. And also on social media. Yeah, so there is no doubting that it was Lewis Hamilton's fault. Apart from when Albon was in the pen, he kind of made it sound like it might have been his fault. And when we were watching, when we thought it was neither of their faults, I think I don't on think a first, it was on a first glance. Worth. No, I didn't. I was, I was surprised to hear that Lewis got a penalty because I didn't, as you said, I didn't think it was worthy of a five-second penalty. But the the incident itself, there was no malice in that no. incident. You know. Hamilton said, "I thought he was leaving me the door open, so I well, went for it." He did leave the door open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, th- the thing is, the thing is, though, the racing line through that corner it does cut in on the apex very tight. Mm-hmm. So Albon was always going to come across there because he was ahead and he had the racing line and he had the right to do it. Yeah, uh, but it's, Ham- it's just that Hamil- Hamilton hadn't quite got in front of him far enough. But no. with Hamilton that, was that that to not be sliced up. But with that logic, you can't, you can't overtake. You know, do you know what I mean? You're yeah. always to overtake someone. You have to take the racing line off them and push them out. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Hamilton had the right to try and get his car yeah. at the, to the apex before Albon cut completely across. Just it was just mistimed. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't no malice in it. It wasn't like I'm going to ruin your race no. and taking you out to try and get past you because uh, Hamilton lost a place to Gasly anyway. Um, so to to me, it was. A, a strange penalty, but the outcome of it, I was very happy with. Yeah. I, th- I think um, I think Lewis, Lewis's main issue was uh, with that. I think he thought his tyres had a little bit more grip and a little bit more temperature in them than they actually had because he was he was on fresh tyres at that yeah. point. Well, Lewis didn't hit um, Albon. Albon hit Lewis. I thought you were going to say Albon hit Albon. Then no, <laughs> no, we're not doing that one again. <laughs> no, no. Al, like uh, he left the door open for Lewis. Lewis stuck his car there. Albon didn't think Lewis's car would be there and he turned yeah. in this is why it's a racing incident yeah. Alvin left the door open 
Hamilton uh, Lu- tried. Lewis went to go through. Yeah. Albon drove into Lewis. I don't. I, th- I there's fifty fifty blame there. So I, I don't think there should have been a penalty. But, but can by I- the rules, it's it's clearly Alex Albon's corner. Yeah. But he could have chosen not to have that accident exactly, if, he, yeah. if he knew Lewis was there. I think the top and bottom of this is again, it's sketchy rule decisions. Yeah, like what are we doing? Do are we are we letting them are we letting them race, or are we going to penalise them if they touch each other? I, I wonder if they would have called that as a racing incident if it had gone to the stewards rather than Lewis saying that's on me. I think yeah. you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the- See, Verstappen himself then. A little. No, I, no, because I think Verstappen didn't do it on purpose, whereas I think Lewis Hamilton said, did. I'm taking this penalty. Yeah. I think it's now I'm, known as yeah. uh, Prince Andrewing yourself. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Bottas obviously uh, DNFing um, with his engine failure. Which um, looks like it was caused by just being stuck behind somebody for five laps and not cooling the car. At altitude, because Brazil yeah. is not right, it's not Mexican altitude, but it's still quite it, quite I think, high. I think it's still the second highest circuit on the calendar, isn't it? I yeah. think so, yeah. Possibly. I, I don't actually know. But the um, if, um, if Sean's on the YouTube chat tonight, then just let us know. Mm-hmm. But I just want to point out, again, a kind of strategic disaster for Mercedes oh god yes it was a crap race for them strategically but yet Lewis Hamilton even though the championship is over still extended his lead yes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the problem was it wasn't so much a crap race for um, Mercedes it was just the fact that no matter what strategy they tried to throw they didn't have the car to win you know it's they, if if they'd have pitted Lewis uh, when um, Max pitted, they come out behind Max. Max stretches his advantage again. Uh, the only thing I'd wonder is Lewis on the restarts seemed to heat his tyres up quicker than Max. You know when he was yeah, pushing yeah. forwards and but then I mean, pushed in, into in, Elton. In terms of general pace and just you know, the, Max had it. He, Max he, had it. He yeah. had it. He had the, it the whole down. package for the yeah, Red Bull yeah. package was just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Honda engine. You know, at that altitude Honda and temperature. Out-dragging Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Enough to make Fernando Alonso weep. Yeah. <laughs> and look at Gasly and Hamilton going for it on the line as well. Yeah. You know, Gasly held his own. Mm-hmm. Fair play. And, of course, no Toto this weekend. No Toto. I think he did all right staying at home. <laughs> Do you mean he was in it? No Toto. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I just wouldn't like to see the state of his furniture this weekend. What? Well, they'd have been smashing tables at home, wouldn't he? Rather than I, the ones in I the pit think box. this is total on his way out. There's been rumours that he's going to leave <clears throat> before 2021, hasn't there? Yeah. Uh, I think Mainly this, started by you. I think. No, I think <laughs> this is the beginning of James Allison taking that team over as team boss. He was in charge this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. There was. I, I think it was just a race weekend off. I th- I, I wouldn't mind betting that maybe the. There's if even the fact of Andrew Shovelin like so he has to do a thing so he can't make a race so there was a medical thing yeah but then he was fine for the back to back one the next, the week after it makes no me no wonder, it was it was oh, Bono, Bono, was that? Bono oh sorry Bono yeah. uh, it makes me wonder whether there's going to be more of a team shuffle there you know so it was a chance to well, get Hamilton's s- talking about his t- his contract post 2020 yeah and he's saying that he wants to know the management structure of the team before mm-hmm. he decides what's going on it will be very interesting to see who from the Mercedes F1 team is at the Formula E race next weekend 
Maybe. In Saudi, I, I, Saudi, I, I Saudi don't, Arabia, is it? Yeah, I think it is. I don't see Toto taking over the Formula E team. He's had, it, he's had a Mercedes-Benz it? Would be, it would, not only would it be a demotion, I think the thing is, the when you've had so much success like he's had in a sport which is all-consuming, um, and you're a married man, they, he hasn't got a child yet, has he? I think he has, yes. Did he have a baby? Yeah. But I, I think there's, there has to come a point where these people step away so they can have a bit of a life outside yeah. of what they've been doing. And I can't. I also Toto hasn't been the same since Nicky Lauda died. He's been a much more solemn person. You lose well. You lose a close friend like that. It's going. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, going to, it's going to have a serious effect yeah. on you. So, but I, I think I think he'll be at the Formula E race next weekend as a figurehead. I don't think he'll be running operations. He will be. Just there, like Dieter Zetcher, oh, yeah, like Dieter yeah. Zetcher used to no, be. No, I, I can see that, but I don't. Um, I don't see him taking the team. But isn't uh, Toto ahead of Mercedes-Benz Motorsports? Yeah, not, not he, just Formula One. Team. Yeah, he is. He is overall. He's like the old sport. Norbert Haug role. Pretty right, much. Yeah. Just, just quickly, what we mentioned for Formula E, does is any does anybody give a fuck about Formula E starting? Yeah, be Do interesting you? to watch. Yeah. See, I, I think I've they've that, I've... squandered all of the hype that they built with the new cars by once again really poor social media and media management I, I was surprised to find out that the race is next weekend I was. I only knew because I still follow Stoffel Van Dorn on social media after well, and he's asking for fan boost yeah I hear he's not he, difficult to follow no he's got uh, he's got no he's, he's very difficult to follow because you usually end up passing him <laughs> uh, he's got uh, a load of new merch out obviously because him and Nick DeVries are the Mercedes Formula E team and they're pushing their, their merch quite hard at the moment. Mm. Doesn't look as good as a Formula One team merch. No. <laughs> so they're obviously on some kind of pay-to-play affiliate deal. Probably. It's still got Tommy Hilfiger on it. Tommy Hilfiger, <laughs> Mercedes, and then some companies I've never heard of. And I like the idea of that. If you want to if you want to keep me driving, if you can just follow the link in the description. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt link in bio. Yeah. <laughs> That's Mercedes T-shirt at vandorn.com. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the McLaren one. I'll put a redirect on there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, not a great week. Not a great weekend overall for Mercedes. Basically, no, no. right? Alfa Romeo nosebleed territory. The best result for them yes. in for the Sauber based team since the BMW days. Yeah, yeah. A fourth and a fifth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kimi Räikkönen fourth. Very quietly, fantastic mm-hmm. result for Giovinazzi, yeah. though. Uh, yeah, Giovinazzi, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, who? Because Kimi Räikkönen made Q three for the first time in a while, and it was just like that was nice to see, you know, seeing Kimi Kimi in Q three. But then Giovinazzi was fourteenth, fifteenth, something somewhere around there. Yeah, got it, got into Q two and didn't do spectacularly. No, that. no, no. And it was just like Giovinazzi, you know, he just, just as we start talking him, you know, talking him up a little bit because he's starting to improve. He's He's gone and done that. As, okay. he, as he grows on it, he's signed yeah, his contract yeah. for next season, so uh, he's, no, he's checked out. But no, decent race. And, and also one of the best uh, social media posts after the race as well. Uh, there was a lot of samba going on on track, but me and Kimmy decided to go for the Paso Doble. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, that's good. I like that Anto Giovinazzi. Brilliant. That was the first race I think he's had which warrants him being re-signed. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it was a good it, race. It doesn't make it seem stupid. No, if, you know, if he's improving that much, 
Yeah, uh, I was surprised to see them fifth and sixth after all of the you know the incidents had happened. Mm. And I was like, wow, fifth and sixth. But then obviously with Hamilton's penalty that dropped him below the Alphas, and uh, so so a genuine fourth and fifth for for Alfa Romeo is brilliant for them. Even if they'd been ninth and tenth, that would have been good for Giovinazzi being up there with Raikkonen. Yeah, yeah. But as it turned out, the highest. Team point scorers. Uh, well, yeah, I think Red Bull still scored more with, but 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 you know, combined points, if you yeah. will, yeah, to get both cars. Yeah, Alfa Romeo two points scoring cars, fourth and fifth. No, yeah. no team did better than that. Mm. Yeah, Red Bull, um, Red Bull very nearly did, but you know, Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice to see Alvin up on the podium. It would have been. It would have been. Yeah, I was I'm on for a nine pointer as well in our predictions at one point. Yeah. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I said I had Verstappen, Hamilton, Albon. <laughs> Fun, funnily enough, nobody got more than five points on the um, on the website league. I'm not surprised. And even more funnily enough, nobody got more than three points in our predictions. But we'll get to that in a bit. I'm not surprised. <laughs> anyway, McLaren. Not said that for a while. So late on. Uh, Lando Norris. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. what did he do to? Help signs. Don't know. I don't. I don't even know where he went his in the tire, race either. His tire strategy was a bit wrong. They because they, they nailed him for a two stop. Was he from the word go? I think so. Yeah. yeah. His tire strategy was a bit wrong, and I think he pitted a few laps before the safety car. Mm. So that he could, no point in bringing him into pit again because he just stopped. Uh, so he missed out there, and. Um, I don't know if it was the first safety car after the first safety car period, but uh, Norris and Science were running line astern, and because the, at that point McLaren realised, well, we just put fresh boots on on Science. Mm. He's he's going to be far quicker than Lando. They let Science through past Norris, and then Norris just kind of didn't help, didn't hold everyone up, just kind of held station and made sure Carlos could scamper off into the distance a bit, not worrying about any kind of attack from. From behind until the second safety car period, um, so Lando did a, a few laps between safety car periods of kind of helping Carlos out, uh, who was on faster tires. Bizarrely, by kind of holding up cars that should have been faster. Yeah, cars like um, Perez in in who was behind him. Um, I don't know Perez in the, in the in the racing point, not necessarily, but. Um, Kvyat was having a go as well. Kvyat and Perez actually had a bit of a dice, didn't they? But you know, these are cars that Norris has been ahead of most of the season. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't know if Lando's had a good season this year. You know, I know it's his first season, but when you look at what Carlos has done, I think it's difficult to say Lando's had a good year. I think he's had a good year. He's just not. He's not. Been as close to Carlos as he would have liked. But if he doesn't he, get on top of Carlos at the beginning yeah. of next year fast... Yeah, he's got to be uh, aggressive. I would say he has had a shit year because he has much more potential than the results he's had show. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair statement. Um, he's, he's clearly got the pace. He's been faster than Carlos at times, but every time mm-hmm. he appears to be ahead... Something goes something, wrong. Something, something, happens, something, yeah. something blows up. Yeah. He's or, a question, or, or, or someone blows up further down the road, and he, like this race, he's just pitted, and he's not going to get the the mm-hmm. and the, please, the, the positive. Please, please, internet, don't murder me on this. I love Lando Norris as much as any normal red-blooded male should do. <laughs> but um, 
he still looks a bit like a rabbit in headlights, even now at this point of the season. Are we maybe seeing Lando, if he doesn't sort of sort out quickly next year, being yet another driver that's been brought into McLaren a bit too young? I don't think so. He's um, McLaren like- have history of not doing the best with young drivers. Yeah, they, they do, but I think this is a it's a very different, different McLaren. McLaren to the historical one. Mm-hmm. And because McLaren lately have not been all that great, mm-hmm. there's less pressure on on young drivers. I think there's I think there's a load of pressure on Lando right now because of what Sainz is doing. No, I don't think I, I, I think Van Dorn had less pressure on him than Lando's got. No way, not, not a chance. Not, no, not Van chance. Dorn was the great white hope and then just early, got destroyed. Yeah, early early on perhaps there was yeah. more there was more pressure on Van Dorn, but as towards the end of even his first season, it was quite clear that Alonso was 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 always going to be better than mm-hmm. Van Dorn as long as they were teammates. Um and be able then look what happened to Van Dorn. Yeah, you got, you got shot away. It, yeah. Well, Alonso had but, it written in that he had all the preferential treatment. He had all the upgrades. Van Dorn mm-hmm. had to deal with whatever it was he had, and then was somehow expected to be as fast as Alonso. And even even Fernando Alonso came out and said, "Look, with what's been going on with this car, Stoffel shouldn't be that close to me, even though he was still four or five tenths off." Mm. Um, and Norris isn't Van Dorn. I hope ha- not. I, 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 I'm just uh, uh, no, asking no, no, questions I here. I hope not. I think if Lando Norris this season had had the same performance as Van Dorn in his last season at McLaren, mm-hmm. that is beaten in every race by his teammates, yes. Lando Norris is still more of an asset to McLaren because of his social media. Social media and his age, his age as well. What he needs to do Maybe. is just. I don't. I, don't, I, don't think, I, I think he's helped Carlos signs out as well. I think you're right. He's but, helped Carlos chill out a bit. But yeah. I don't think. I think you keep a Formula One drive through pace. I don't think you keep a Formula One drive through tweets and live streams. I, I think <clears> you <throat> keep them through team building. Maybe. I I think he's an excellent number two for signs. For now, yeah. Mm. Uh, but next year he's, he does have to be more aggressive. Um, He's, it's it's all well being like you know the Joker of the pack and things yeah. like that, but he's got to know when he when to be when to be serious. I mean, he's admitted he still yeah. gets really yeah. nervous every time he drives Formula One car. He says every time every time everybody clears off the grid and leaves me in my car, and I'm I'm like <gasps> I'm driving a Formula One car. Yeah, so, that's for me. But there's still a bit of rabbit and headlights. Yeah. About a little it. bit, yeah. But I mean, he was he was being hassled um, uh, first lap, um, and um, was it Leclerc when he was on his way through? Um, the second lap, I think it was, mm. um, forced his way around eventually. But I mean, Lando he didn't didn't give up straight away. You know, he didn't just yield and just like you know. He was he had a fight with him. Yeah, he had a, he had a, he had, a, he, had a, he had a good fight. He lost a few places, yeah. but you know, I want to see Lando being a bit more aggressive. Be a be a be a touch like be a meter later on the brakes. I can't uh, I can't help thinking either that it it hammers home to me that. George Russell's been really lucky this year with how it's landed for him. I think he's had the perfect building year. When you when you look at him in interviews and stuff like that, he's so much more calm and poised than any of the other rookie drivers are. Yeah. Um I, I really do think that being at the back of the grid, demolishing his teammate in that team has really steeled that driver. Yeah, there's 
There's a quiet there, there's confidence about There's not much him. opportunity to, to do much. No. But there's also, if all you need to do is beat your teammate in every race and you're doing that comfortably. Yeah, usually half a second a lap faster than them, sometimes over a second. Yeah. Well, that means Kibitz has been schooled by a rookie. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, I mean, there's nobody else but Russell, Russell to fight against. Mm. So he's brought it the best he could. I don't think there's anything, there's nothing more that he can do with the tools that he's got at his disposal. But he's, he's never downhearted. And I mean, sometimes we do even hear, we're talking about McLaren, I know, but sometimes you do hear Lando Norris seem a little bit like, oh, I yeah. could have done better there than that today. But, you know, if, if things happen. Sometimes you hear a little bit downhearted Lando Norris. You never mm. hear George Russell being look, downhearted. Look how Cubits has been. Yeah. Like, Kubica has thrown Williams under the bus at times for that car. And a little bit of me wonders, maybe um, when we see Russell against another teammate and if he's still half a second quicker than whoever gets the drive, we might be thinking, oh, actually, maybe Kubica was doing an okay job and and Russell's just a bit special. Because I was surprised that Latifi didn't go quicker than Kubica when he got in the car. Well, if you think about the tests that Russell has done in the Mercedes, yeah. he's been damn quick. He's been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's... I, I think he's going to surprise people when he gets given a car that's capable of doing it. And he'll move up the grid. He's at Williams again for next year, but he, yeah. he'll move up the grid eventually. If I think he'd be in a Mercedes in 2021. Possible, very possible. Because, mm. I mean, at the moment, the only place... Oh, will he? Because in 2021, the McLaren will have Mercedes engines. He might be Lando's teammate. <laughs> yeah, maybe. They might, they might actually put him in there if maybe. the situation with the big boy team isn't... Isn't quite isn't there. Isn't quite there yet. Yeah. I don't think they'll keep Bottas after next year. But if they've got the chance of a Vettel or a Verstappen to partner Hamilton... I wouldn't take Vettel. <laughs> <laughs> or a Ricardo. Then... You've still got George Russell. Well, you've got you've got McLaren buying your engines. Want a discount? I think yeah. Ricardo's fucked. Like I genuinely think he's done because unless Re- unless Renault can do something to give him a car to show what he's capable of again, you are forgotten so fast in Formula One. Oh, this is uh, this is this is the Microsoft Zoom of team yeah. moves. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> unless that seat opens up. And uh, and and Ferrari want Ricardo, and they just they just pay Renault all yeah, the money yeah. in the world to to, to prize Ricardo about that seat. And weirdly, Hulkenberg stays at Renault. You know that that's always a possibility. But we'll uh... well we'll we've got an entire winter to do conjecture. We have, and we've but got, we've we got, haven't actually we we've haven't got actually... super conjecture now as well, haven't we? Well, we haven't because we're going to talk about next year and constantly all the way through next year talk, talk about, about the year after. <laughs> but we haven't. Actually mentioned Carlos Sainz properly yet. Right, From last place. When, when he was, when it looked like he was in fourth, he was my driver of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now he's definitely my driver of the day. And props to McLaren for putting him up on the podium. He's done something on the, the laptop as it no, crashed no, again. No, no, it's fine. Uh, he's my driver of the year. Yeah, I think he's my driver of the year as well. Mm-hmm. You sure we're okay? It looks like it stopped recording. No, no that's we're fine. That's still going, that's all right then. Right. Yeah, no, he's my driver of the year. I, I don't. I don't think anybody else has done a better job than he's done with what he's got. 
Even Lewis Hamilton, I don't think he's done as good a job as Carlos Sainz has got. I mean, the, the, McLa- the McLaren has been the surprise package of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they consolidated fourth in the championship. I don't yeah, think they, yeah catch they, them there. they have now guaranteed fourth. Um, yeah. They tweeted out just after... I think they gave a respectful amount of time after all the Carlos Sainz podium tweets. And, it's, yeah. and there was like a little footnote, so it's like, oh, by the way, we're guaranteed fourth now. Yeah. So, you know, that they are... They are getting closer to where they used to be and miles ahead of where we thought they were going to be two years ago. Mm. Do you think Alonso's pissed he left? Do you think that car, as good as it is this year, do you think that would, that would have, have been, been Alonso's podium? Yeah, but do you think that would have been enough to... or If he hadn't already scratched the podium somewhere, to be perfectly honest. But do you think that car has shown enough improvement now that it would have... Energised Alonso as no no I, you don't that's enough I think he needs a car that can win races yeah Alonso has Alonso has been angry since he didn't get an electric shock in Barcelona <laughs> <laughs> no since <gasps> well before that maybe he was replaced with an evil twin <laughs> <laughs> you mean a good twin <laughs> maybe he was replaced with a twin <laughs> <laughs> but. Carlos Sainz's performance on Sunday was nothing short of amazing. Yeah, I mean, was he, was, he was screwed after qualifying. Last to fourth, regardless of the yeah. fucking lucky podium. Yeah. Last to fourth was phenomenal. Yeah. Even if he hadn't, um, if there hadn't been a few smashy smashes, what, he'd, L- be, he'd be Last to seventh before the, yeah. before the safety cars was pretty it's much pr- driver of tremendous. the day. Yeah. yeah. I mean, all right, the second safety car, what, he, was, he was one lap down because I think Gasly was the last one not to have been lapped. Yes. Um, but considering that everybody from seventh downwards had been lapped, yeah. I know. I think Gasly had been lapped as well, hadn't he? I don't don't know. To be honest with you, he might have. I'm not. I'm not sure. But he was right at the front of the best of the yeah. rest, and he would have had the best podium hair in recent memory. Yes. Yeah. It was just a shame we didn't actually see the podium on TV. Do you know what I yeah. mean? I wish they had got the um, sort of like like the 2017 F, uh, US Grand Prix when Verstappen was there, and then was it Kimi turned up, or the other yes. way around? Can't remember. Yeah, Verstappen. It, yeah, was it was there. Verstappen got demoted. Didn't Verstappen it? was there, and then Kimi turned up, wasn't it? Or Vettel turned up? I can't remember. One of them turned up. Anyway, yeah, the US Grand Prix in 2017 when eventually Ricardo got third anyway because somebody else got a <laughs> <Yes>. penalty. <laughs> um, Bob uh, Constanduros, the podium announcer has volunteered to give Carlos Sainz a ring and shout champagne down the phone just because he missed out on it. <laughs> uh, he champagne! Ha- he, has, he has tweeted him at... <laughs> the, um... I'll show it to the camera. The, the, uh... Absolutely the most pointless job in Formula One. <laughs> also, but the, how the... much is he earning for doing that? Yeah, but they, I don't, I but don't they played samba music at the end of the... You know, they normally play the victory yeah. music. They played samba music, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. I like the victory yeah. music, though. Well, no, do it individually. Yes, but I, it's so I like old. different Grand Prix having their A own different, different things. Yeah. I, I'm still upset that they never did the WWE entrances in Austin again. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. You, you want those little things that yeah. make each Grand Prix different, don't you? Make yeah, like the Renault Ninjas were, were amazing at that, at that Grand Prix. Remember the, the guys who jumped out from on top of the garage? Yeah. Renault Ninjas. <laughs> Fantastic. I've forgotten about that. Uh, right. Now we're really into nosebleed territory because it's Toro Rosso, second, <laughs> well, second, second one down. Mm. I mean... Gasly qualified brilliantly. Let's not forget that. Yeah. Uh, Kvyat didn't. He was out in Q1. Um, but um, 
Gasly yeah. to get into Q3. Re- really good race for Gasly, regardless yeah. of the podium. Yeah, he was it, he was, was there and thereabouts. He was having one of the, the races. Then the podium makes it. Oops, sorry. Podium makes it excellent. Calm yeah, down, he was having one of those. I, I'm excited by Gasly. <laughs> <laughs> he was having one of those races where he was having one of the races that Carlos Sainz usually has. Yes, qualified in the top ten and was staying in the top ten. You thought he's quietly having a really good race, and then all of a sudden things happened. And Gasly was second. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? And fighting Hamilton and winning. Well, defending brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, like, and Hamilton said post-race, you know, he put the, he, he was completely fair. He put the car in, in a place which made it really difficult for me to get traction out the last corner. Yeah. Placed his car very fairly and I wasn't able to pass him. So, well mm. done, Pierre Gasly. After all he's been through this year as well, and we we, we were talking, is he going to be in Formula One at the end of this yeah. year? Uh, is he going to retain his seat? Is Kvyat going to retain his seat? Well, they've both retained their seats for next year. I still think he's, he's kind of in a bit Formula One no-man's land now, though, isn't he? Yeah, but well, both drivers... He, he's obviously not a good Red Bull driver. Yeah. He's obviously a very good Toro Rosso driver. Because mm. he... He came fourth last year in a Toro Rosso. Maybe he's not a very good Max Verstappen teammate driver. Possibly. That could easily be the case. The, no, I I think it's got to be more like the car because he just couldn't get any speed in the in the oh, Red Bull. Or, or, or you're overdriving it, trying to find that but possibly time that Max seems to be able to get out of it, you know. I mean, it, it's, it's harder when somebody's got so much control over the car as Max has and so much natural pace mm-hmm. and you're expected to keep up with them and they're just doing things on a completely different level to what mortals can do mm. yeah i mean look at the at the terrible seasons you know this season and past seasons that kvyat and gasly have had yeah they've both got podiums this year yeah 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 well look at the um the until the craziness happened in brazil like, Gaz, uh, Albon got crushed by Max pace wise. You know, he didn't look any. He didn't look like he was going to threaten the podium at all all no. weekend. Yeah, no. I mean, it was it was about forty five seconds behind at one point yeah. on the same number yeah, of pit yeah. stops. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Max was fucking. Well, he, Max has since always he turned got it. the wheel. He was a race winning contender. Well, he's always got it dialed in in Brazil anyway, hasn't he? Yeah. He's always been a very special driver when it comes yeah. to that. We may, we may as well say this is doing the top two teams at once, and it's usually Mercedes and Ferrari, and this time it's, it's, totally all, it's yeah. all the Bulls. Yeah, and all the Hondas. Yeah. Um, Albon finished 14th, and I, I do feel sorry for Alex He deserved Albon. to be on the podium. Yeah, he mm. deserved to be on the podium. It would have been, it would have been strange if it was a, an all-red bull podium, if it, yeah. if it had been Verstappen, Gasly, and Albon. Um, but unfortunately, it does mean that Alex Albon is now the only Red Bull driver not to have got a podium, podium this, this year. year. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kvyat podium, Gasly podium, Verstappen couple of wins. Yeah, mm. I, I think the thing you do need to say about Red Bull this year, um, Hannah Schmitz, their senior strategy engineer, was on the podium. How many times this year have we said Mercedes fucked the strategy up? A few times. Ferrari fucked the strategy up. Pretty much every race. Yeah, yeah. Red Bull fucked the strategy up. Don't say that a lot often. No. Hardly ever. Never. No, no. Yeah, so 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 props to Hannah for for, for getting Red Bull into a race winning position in, in in a few races where they probably shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, Austria, for example, they weren't really on the pace at all until Max put those soft tires on 
towards the end of the race. And then was monumentally on the pace. Yeah. Well, there's, was the pace. Yeah. There's been times where Red Bull has clearly been... It's clearly been the car that should come fourth at best. Yeah. Because there's two Mercedes, two Ferraris up there, and somehow they've won. I do still think that this Red Bull is a step backwards, though. Yeah, I think that's what Dan's trying to say. You know, the yeah. Red Bull is is not the best car out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they've made it look like the I think best it was car this out. they're the best team. It was this weekend? They are the best the, team. I mean, it, yeah. it is it, all, it is always difficult for a team when uh, when they move to a new engine supplier mm-hmm. because the whole ethos of what you build the car around is going to be completely different. Yeah, yeah. And they've been racing for how many years with a Renault shaped mm. hole in the back of it? A lot. I don't think it's the same, though. It's not the same as changing engines when you've been able to have your have that engine running in your satellite team for a full season. Oh yeah, it's not it's not as yeah. big a jump. There's still there's still going to be there's still going to be differences that you've got to contend with, but you're a little bit more prepared when you've got another you've got another car that's mm. your test bed. I can't help think that uh, if Ron Dennis hadn't vetoed Salba getting Honda engines with the extra data that that McLaren could have been back quicker than what they have been with Honda. I, I think if well, one Ron Dennis things. hadn't done a lot of the things that Ron Dennis did, McLaren and Honda could have worked out. Yeah. I mean, there, yeah. there were there were definitely foot-based issues caused by the um, discharge of a handheld projectile in the Ron Dennis area. But yes, the mm. uh, one of the one of the first things Fred Vasseur did, if you remember, when he went into Sauber, was tore up the Honda agreement. Said absolutely no yeah. way are we going with those engines. Mm. We're partnering up with Ferrari and calling ourselves Alfa Romeo. Yeah, which was a smart move for Sauber. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Was a smart move. Poss- possibly even saved the team. I think it did. Yeah, Fred Vasseur has done a great job at Sauber. Yeah. Uh, Andrea Seidel, since he's coming at McLaren, fantastic job. Oh, he's been the boy, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> it just goes to show what difference. A person can yeah, make to a yeah. whole team, especially you know, like when you think of McLaren, the size yeah. of the team and stuff. But yet, yeah, a person can come in and shake it up that much. Is yeah, crazy. yeah. I mean, McLaren's McLaren started to fall off when Ron went the first time or stepped back the first time, and Whitmarsh was in charge. Yeah, and that was the beginning of that particular end mm-hmm. for that version of McLaren. And Ron only came back in just to rescue the mess that the team had got themselves into because the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it turned out Ron was the wrong guy. I I think um, it might not even be Ron who was the wrong guy. I think Whitmarsh was sort of thrown under the bus there. I think he was the right guy for McLaren, but Ron didn't want not to be the guy. I think he, he he had to run McLaren with a fucking satellite Ron floating around I mean that's that's the thing it was it was an impossible job for him because he's taken over the job of the guy that still owns 25% of the company yeah mm. Whitmarsh is where uh, uh, McLaren is still the last McLaren win isn't it mm. and of course two thirds of the last uh, last it three McLaren actually, yeah. podiums mm. haven't got to celebrate their podium on the podium yeah was and it, the bit like the best championship position as well and Button was second behind Vettel was it Button 2013 2011. No, no, the last... Um, oh, the last win was 13. Yeah, yeah 2013. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, the World Championship winning year in 2008, that was still Ron era, wasn't it? That was Ron, yeah. That, uh, was that, that, that was, I think that was the last Ron the year. Last yeah, Ron. and then 2009, terrible McLaren because they pushed so hard in 2008. Yeah. And then 
2010. I think Decent ha- McLaren, some wins. I think Hamilton and, and Button were in with winning the title going into the last race, but they were miles yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was a mathematical chance, wasn't it? It's amazing, yeah. isn't it? We talk about a Red Bull win and we've gone back to McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the old days. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It is just like the old days. But, I mean... The, 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 this is the kind of team progression that you've got to look at and you know Red Bull were dominant dominant from 2010 to 2013 um, utterly dominant and they're still able to pull wins out of the bag they haven't fallen away like Williams for example yeah uh, like McLaren did went went away and you know sort of they're on their way back up now so it's still going to take them a few years Red Bull have always still been that top three team They've been solidly the third best team for a while. Mm, easily, but, but, yeah, they're, but st- they're still there. Yeah. They, I mean, they're, they're still within that... W- at I mean, least it, the third best yeah, team. It was, not- the, um, it was just how it showed this weekend. Um, Formula 1.5. No car in that was more than a second and a half closer in quali- qualifying to, yeah. uh, to Max. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the there's top, no other team that you could see winning a race. Yeah, the top six were within. So it was something like I think it was about six, seven tenths. Yeah, and then it was a one point five gap to seventh. I th- for you, I for those who believe are, Mercedes is going to smash so many dreams next year. Oh, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> because the the rumor is they stopped development roughly mid season. I think it's pretty obvious they stopped yeah. development. Um, the um, for, I'm pretty sure the Formula One. Point five is uh, has been won by Carlos Sainz as well. I'm pretty sure nobody can pass him now for for that best of the rest position. Uh, let's have a look. Um, oh, Albon could still get him. He is Sainz and Gasly are tied on ninety five points, but Gasly is classified as sixth because he has a second place finish. And Sainz only has a best of third. And Albon's on 84 points, so Gasly could actually still outscore Albon this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's not tied up at all. It, 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 it's not. Basically, it's, basically, it's going to be a straight shootout between Sainz and Gasly for who um, who gets sixth. Mm. Yeah, well, and, and Albon. Albon could have a Albon, Albon, Albon could be Albon could be in there, but he's got to outscore the pair of them by 11. Yeah, I'll be surprised if Science doesn't win that because I'll be surprised if Science doesn't finish ahead of Gasly. In Sorry, he's got, outscore, yeah. he's, he's got to outscore him by 12 um, and get a second place. No, just 12 will do. What, Science? Uh, sorry, Science. Uh, sorry if, if, Al- if Alban outscores Gasly and Science by 11, 11 points, he's got to get a second place. Yeah. That would be a bit difficult to do, I'd have thought. But I, th- I think... Um, double points habit? Oh no, no, no double points habit. No, 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 we don't. We don't talk about that. But I think I think McLaren will suit Abu Dhabi, and I th- I think you'll probably see Carlos Sainz finish fifth. Yeah, we'll talk we'll, about we'll it. talk about that next week. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about it in our, in our preview next week. But it's a, it's a mixed circuit, isn't it? Yeah. Rockstars and wankers then. Oof. Mercedes wankers, Ferraris wankers, wankers. stewards wankers. wankers. Well, also rock stars. Could have made the decision sooner and then Could we, have done. we'd have seen Science on the podium. Rock stars. Science. McLaren in general. McLaren. Yeah. Gasly. Gasly. Um, Max. Yeah. We, we've not really talked much about him. He drove a fantastic race. Yeah. yeah. He put his foot down from the off and he had the measure of everybody else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, it looked that, like Hamilton on a good Hamilton day. Yeah. yeah. That pass, v- Vettel in the old Red Bull days. Yeah. Yeah, the pass yeah. that he did on Hamilton. 
Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Mm-hmm. Absolutely brilliant. That is world class. <gasps> um, it was the first race that uh, Kubica has actually done anything in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with, with, with that pit release. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's that's the first time he's made his presence felt in a Formula One race this year. Yeah, he did get a penalty for that, but oh, he, I still he's wonder got why. Penalty points as well. well I still want. What's you get out? you get two penalty points for uh, for every five second penalty anyway. But I still wonder. Vet, um, Vettel was in danger of being bumped back up to nine points if the stewards had given him a penalty for the off. He's on seven at the minute, yeah. which I think is the highest one on the grid. But Vettel doesn't lose any points until June next year, so he's got to be—he's got to be careful. Yeah, six six more points, well, five more points, and that's a ban. Yeah, are you listening, Charles? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the um... did he get points for that? In the end, no. Crazy, because there was no penalty. But, but Lewis gets two penalty points and a five-second penalty. Yeah. Isn't it strange? Yeah, whereas Vettel Vettel does a move that basically ruins his team's chances of of a decent points haul, takes his teammate out of the race and himself. Yeah, nothing. It's, yeah, but it's it's something that we've seen probably a hundred times in races this year. Yeah, and we've all that's happened this. is is cars have moved a little bit and yeah, swapped yeah. a bit of rubber. Yeah, but it was it was I don't know why he was. Why he felt the need to go over so close to Charles Leclerc? He had the yeah. You already yeah. had the line for the corner because Charles kind of moved over and went. Can't really defend this because he's on fresh tires and DRS. Wind. I mean, it was it was windy there. It was yeah, windy. everyone yeah. was complaining it was, about. It was the- Charlotte was on the fresh tires, wasn't it? No, it was Sebastian was on the fresh tires. Vettel was on the fresh tires. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No, yeah. Vettel was on fresh tires and had DRS behind Leclerc. <clears throat> Excuse me. Oh, I thought it was Leclerc trying to overtake. Vettel. No, it was no, no, it, Vettel. No, Vettel. Leclerc. Fresh tires, okay, DRS. Sorry, I've, got, I've got my Ferraris mixed up. So in that case, it's it's even worse because it's just petulant. I thought, in, in my head, I, I had it as Leclerc trying to get past Vettel, who had tires on for ages, but it wasn't. Vettel had pitted. And Vettel he was, was behind Leclerc because he right, stopped, okay. and then Vettel was on fresh tires, had DRS. Yeah, I had no but idea. Then, but he was easily going to fly past him anyway. He didn't yeah, need yeah. to do that. Should have done it on the main straight. Could have, could have done it anywhere. Dragged him up the hill. Could have done it anywhere. Oh, well, do you know what? I, um, I've i changed my opinion. It was Vettel's fault for hitting him, but I don't think um, Leclerc should have defended his... He wasn't. He was out. He was moving out of the way and drifting further out of the way. I don't think he was moving out of the way. I think, cause totally he, was moving he out only, of the way. He was moving, but he, was only, he only left him a certain amount of space. He, yeah, about v- a car and a half. Vettel had about a car and a half width I, on the outside yeah, of the I circuit. Yeah, I stand by. He should have let him through. He, he he kind of did. Vettel drove no, into still, him. He still because you didn't. There wasn't a lot of room on the opposite side for Vettel. There was loads. No, Vettel right. Vettel shouldn't have hit him, but I don't think he should have. He shouldn't have been so close to him. It was so obvious he was going to get past. That's changed the whole thing for me with that. No, there was I loads do. of room. Leclerc left him loads of room. Oh no, and there even, was hit, there was there was only like a wheel, and then it, like if he was there's, there was a wheel gap between him and the grass. Between no, who? The, and the, between who and the grass? No way. I'm getting my, no, no. I'm, 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 I'm getting my phone out Let to me replay see. this. Let it's, me it's, see. The, the, there's not. Actually, you've got you've got a bigger screen to watch it on. From the from we'll the, the front view, there was absolutely no way that, that Leclerc had any 
any part to play mm. in that at all whatsoever. He was in the middle of the circuit. He pulled to the middle of the circuit to let Vettel pass. And even when Vettel was coming through quite close, Leclerc moved left a little bit more out of his way and Vettel still hit him. Mm. I'm just looking for it here and there isn't a decent picture anywhere. But yeah, have a look afterwards because yeah, yeah. Vettel had a lot of room and was still drifting over to the left. Yeah, but he's got... He was going to get past it. It was stupid of Vettel to hit him, but I think at that time it was stupid for for the Ferraris to fight each other. But Leclerc wasn't fighting. He was like he was. He basically moved out of the way to let to let Vettel through. I'll have to. I'll have to have another another look at it because I, I thought I thought they were having a, a tussle with each other. I'd love to see the YouTube comments going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're Any, flashing away there. I'm oh, checking yeah. my Twitter to see if anybody responded to me. Did, did anybody in the world think that it was actually Leclerc's fault? So, I think I found the one person <laughs> is Lee. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other rock stars and wankers? Uh, Can we think? Oh, I've got 20 notifications. I don't know. Talk amongst yourselves. I want to find yeah. this out. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to go through this. I've got uh, Carol B saying that would be a negative. Uh, John Bozowski saying no. Bozowski is the B and Carol B as well. The oh, okay. comes a pair. There you go. Mike McPherson saying uh, no. Back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Ruben Hernandez says Seb had room, but instead of keeping the car straight, he moves to the right. It was left, but yeah. He did the same thing in Canada and almost took out Hamilton. The Canada incident got him a penalty, though. It's almost like Seb forgets this isn't NASCAR. One for Martin, two for Martin. Balaclava Bob says, I bet Dan does. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, for <laughs> no, right. I'm, uh, this is Leclerc's fault. It's not at all. First, How are you first, seeing that? First I'm coming of all, around. First of all, Leclerc overtakes Vettel into turn one. Yeah, because he had DRS on him. I'm right. coming around here. This isn't good potting material. It, so. re- it really isn't. So I'll uh, I'll keep I'll keep talking here. I'm not I'm okay. not seeing no, this. No, no, no. Vettel's no, on fresh yeah, tires. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Leclerc moves to the middle of the circuit. Where are you going? Right. No, no. Watch this. Wait. Watch the amount of room he gives him. Leclerc there is him. not a lot of room here. This is, he's not started overtaking him yet. No, but this is why he's got to go left. So Vettel's wheels are on the on the white line at that point. Still yeah, on track. Touched. But he has to. He has to go left. He has to go left. It's not Leclerc's fault. Leclerc- Look how much room there is. There's not that much bloody room. It's there's less like than a tire. But Vettel could be over. The, here. There's about a wheel's width between Leclerc, Leclerc Vettel and the white line there. So you're saying it's Leclerc's fault because he didn't move out of the way to be overtaken? Yes. Because on, on used tyres, it was going to happen anyway. Any other teammate would have done that. And I tell you what, uh, Sainz and Lando or Hamilton and Bottas... Not Leclerc's fault. 100% Hamilton, fault. Hamilton, if he was on old tyres and Bottas was in front of him with the potential of getting on the podium and pushing forward, would not have overtook him into T1. Possibly. But they put the, you put themselves they, in that position. But that's not the issue. The issue is Vettel hits Leclerc. No, but I don't think there's not as much room there. I I don't see it. So I why, don't so why see did it. Vettel go for a gap that wasn't actually there? If there wasn't a gap, no, there was a gap there. But I think that it's it's, it's well more than a I'm car's still, width. I'm still saying that Vettel shouldn't have hit Leclerc. Yeah, I'm saying Leclerc is not blameless. No, I think Leclerc is entirely blameless. I'm not having it. 
not having if it. If Leclerc moves over to the middle, and that's the line he decides to take because Vettel's coming down the outside. I don't normally do the comments. I don't normally look at the comments, but unfortunately, I've just opened the browser window, and uh, I am showing guest fives. What the fuck are you talking about, Lee? There you go. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. But... <laughs> <laughs> This but, one. like, he wouldn't... I don't see why, if Leclerc was struggling for pace and you had Vettel on new tyres, he overtook him into t- turn one. Well, I don't think Leclerc was struggling for pace as such, but he, he he felt he could go past Vettel. But then, obviously, if you've got somebody behind you on faster tyres mm-hmm. and DRS, move over, Don't let get me wrong, through. the touch is stupid, and you are right. There's no reason for him to keep, to keep drifting there, but... He didn't have a huge amount of space there. It's a stupid Vettel mistake. Don't get me wrong. It is. But Leclerc put himself in the position for that to happen. So he should have stayed on the line and let Vettel go down the inside? I think he should have... I think given what or they maybe were... maybe stayed in Alfa Romeo. Maybe. I think given the, given the position they were in, he didn't play a team game. He played a Leclerc game. That's my point. Through turn one. Yeah. Yeah. Through turn one, he did, but he he knew he was going to get past again, so he moved over. He did squeeze. He definitely still squeezed Vettel. He wasn't allowing no. him past. No, he didn't squeeze him. There was more than a car's width, much more than a car's about a car and a half's width there. There was about a car and a wheel. He squeezed him by moving out of the way. And even still, when Vettel's coming through, he moves left, and then Vettel moves left into him. Oh yeah, it was stupid. It's a stupid move, but I still think that it's not. It's not blameless. Leclerc put himself in the position for those that thing for that to happen. But yeah, but he put so he put himself there to get hit by Vettel. I know what you're saying, <laughs> but look, I just don't. I, I was I'm amazed that victim blaming. I mean, I've just parked. I've just parked my van outside. I mean, did I park it there for the guy who's drunk from the pub up there to just come and crash into it? I think that wouldn't have happened between teammates that got on. Well, I mean, but we know they I, don't. No, no, that's, that's what I mean. But, <laughs> but, the, but, the, but they were racing each other, and Vettel fucked up. He did fuck up, but and it was that, and, and it was his the, fault. And being summoned to Maranello today is that that's big oh yeah, news, I'm sure. And I still, I still think this might be Vettel's last uh, like season with Ferrari. I think it's a possibility. Yeah, but I don't. I, I it's. I don't think it's as clear cut and. Clearly, the stewards didn't because he didn't get a penalty. Right? No, no. So no. Um, they said the racing line was available for both drivers, and it was a racing incident. Yeah, but yeah, somehow. So Hamilton's, therefore, yeah. both pieces of blame proportioned equally, which is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was Vettel's fault, I, I say 100 percent Vettel's fault. Oh, he definitely. Right, it's definitely Vettel's fault. But I'm just but saying, it was definitely Vettel's fault. But Leclerc was to blame. No, that's not what I said. <laughs> No, but that, that's not what I said. I'm just saying he's not blameless in it. You're saying that Vettel shouldn't have driven into Leclerc. Yes. And Leclerc shouldn't have been driven into by Vettel. I think if you had, if you, if you had a teammate that was on fresher tyres, then... Shouldn't have been fighting him. You shouldn't have fought him. But if you've got DRS and you're catching him anyway, you're this, not going to not use DRS. But it makes no sense. It makes it made no sense for him to overtake him and hold him up when, like, when you saw the craziness that was going on, that could have been a Vettel podium. 
the way the way the it way should have been out. probably yeah. should have been in Vettel yeah, yeah. podium, yeah, because he was he was going to be really fast in that second after that after the first safety car. We wouldn't have had a second safety car if it wasn't for the Ferrari. This is why Vettel's the greatest driver in the history of Formula One. Numbers say otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> as do facts. But I don't care for those. <laughs> We've noticed. Right, predictions. Here are the facts. We had an extra guest predictor last week, so that meant there was a total. <laughs> I thought somebody had guessed Verstappen Gasly Sainz. No, that was the top three. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, get, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get to, I'll get to that in a minute. That was the post-prediction. I, like, I was like, who was that? I'll get, I'll get to that in a minute. Fucking Oracle starting to put guesses in. Oh, there were... Um, so there were seven of us predicting yeah. overall on the race last week. Yeah. Six people went for a Verstappen win. Lee didn't. Nope. Uh, basically, everybody's ended up with three points. Because we to went be for fair, a Verstappen I, I win. did say I need to gamble here to make points up. You yeah. did, and I mean, did you, did you gamble on Gasly? No. No. Did you gamble on Sainz? No. I did. I put money on Carlos Sainz getting a podium, and I was I was unhappy after qualifying because I thought that's it, no podium for Sainz. Ha! I just need to make sure they actually pay out. You should have paid after qualifying. Should have been after qualifying, eh? quite right, would have got better odds. But anyway. So basically, everybody went for a Verstappen win apart from Lee, who said Hamilton. And Lee, you had Verstappen in third. Mm-hmm. Nobody else got any of the top three. Can you just read out my prediction? Because a couple of laps from the end, it was looking good for a nine pointer. When you went for Verstappen, Hamilton, and Albon? Yeah. <laughs> You were you were close. Mm. You were incredibly close. However, I think predictor of the week has to go to Joel Benedict. Yes, absolutely. Lee doesn't know about name. this. Who did a request you know a bet? No. Listen to this. A request a yeah. bet. Um, sent us a message saying, "What a race!" Sadly, I didn't put a bet on a Gasly podium, but I did manage this re- really weirdly specific request a bet. A hundred to one on a Verstappen win, a Hamilton podium, Raikkonen top six, Giovinazzi and Kvyat to get Oh no, both Hamilton podium. Yeah, but it'll have got paid out. Mm. It'll have got paid out if the payout on podium yeah. place on where they cross the line. Mm-hmm. That he is our new prediction. God with that. Yeah, absolutely. I reckon we normally do this the week before. Joel, you need to be our predictor for the last race. Guest predictor <laughs> for the last race of the season. Yeah, jump on board, Joel. Yeah, um, that was. Hell of a prediction. Right, uh, how did people do in the website prediction league? And the answer is bloody terrible. Although, quite fittingly, as it was all, as it was all about number 55... Wasn't they're, they're, Kieran Thompson quite close to getting a full full complement of points? Uh, Verstappen Hamilton album. Oh, he went for the same as me. Yeah. Uh, but we had um, five people scoring five points, and it was all about number 55 this weekend. Yeah, it was. So all to uh, all to play for one race left. If you want to, um, if you want to take part in the predictions, they are open now for Abu Dhabi. But I probably wouldn't recommend it until you've actually seen at least. So Kieran one. actually did get the fastest lap and the pole sitter and the winner. He he had the same second and third as me, which would have been a full house had Hamilton, had Hamilton Al- not. Albert, yeah. Oh, so that so that close. would have been a full house if that was actually the result. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you got like the, like that famous bit of commentary. That would have been a goal if the keeper hadn't got there. <laughs> well, it's kind of his job. <laughs> Shall we shunt it? Let's do it. I'm going to temporarily shut this. There will be Formula Lee after this. 
That's why I was just. Good. You, you feel free to chip in on the YouTube comments. We're not allowed to read them. And uh, as all YouTube can see, the laptop is shut. The phone is. This one was sent by Scott J. Ram. Ram? Yeah, Ram. Scott J. Ram. Yeah. R A M. Yeah. Sounds like a NASCAR team. Scott J. Ram Racing. It sounds like. Scott J. Ram. Like his name's Scott J. Ram, but yeah. like he's made, he's made like the J part of like an, an initial. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was born. Yay. In 1987. Oh, no. Okay. 32. But a child. I drove in Renault based uh, series for 2003 and 2007 and took five years to achieve my first win. Five years? So we're looking at somebody a bit crappy in Clio Cup and Euro Cup then. Kevin Magnus. Oh. Kevin Magnus is not 32, is he? When no, did, not yet. When did Formula Renault 3.5 finish? About three years ago. Mm. So, so it was got, could, but it was going to be for, a bit of that. Going for fucking ages. I got into GP2 F2 in 2008. Okay. I'd like a guess, please. Um, Palmer's not that old, no, is he? No, Palmer's not even 30 yet. When did Valsecchi win? Formula 2. That was about 2008, wasn't it? 2009. Uh, yeah. And he's about 32. Yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's probably a bit older than that because he quit racing, didn't he, when he realised he wasn't getting into Formula 1. And he was about 28, 29 when he did that. Well, I thought it was I thought it was a bit younger. I thought it was about 26 when he... Uh, well, maybe. When he packed it in. I think that's a good shout for the first one. Yeah, Davide Valsecchi. In my first season of GP2, I crashed in Istanbul at 175 miles an hour. Ouch. Ow. That's going to hurt. In that team's short five-year history of GP2, they achieved three wins, one of, uh, one of which was me in Monza. So Valsecchi would have won a home race if it was him. We look at someone like Pastor Maldonado. Oh, that, that could be a good shout. Crashing at 175 miles an hour does seem like a very Pastor Maldonado thing to do. <laughs> Crashing could just seem yeah. like a very Pastor Maldonado at thing to any do. any miles per hour. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, Scott, but I am shortening these questions as they are detailed AF. <laughs> are, are, we, are, we, are we talking Susie Kennedy prediction length? Maybe not that long, but um, <laughs> it's definitely spanned three messages so far. Okay. Um, <laughs> Uh, the team I got my first GP2 win with attempted to join F1 in 2010. So who tried to move up then? Well, Manor moved up, didn't they? Were they a G- they were GP2 before? Well, they, they weren't GP2, were they? They were. Who didn't try and start a team in uh, 2010? They were, they were WEC. Yeah. Pro, uh, Pro Drive. Then again, Pro Drive try and put an entry in every year. Not quite, but. Um... Hispania racing team. Which was Campos at first. Campos Meta. Um, but they actually did put an entry in. Yeah, they well, did. It was Hispania by well, the time it, it entered. Su- didn't say they were mm. successful or not. Yeah, Campos got the entry and then 
it became uh, the sold out to Hispania and Campos and Campos is still a thing. Tony Fernanda Tony Fernandez's Lotus entry was a full team from scratch, wasn't it? it yeah, wasn't, that, it was, wasn't, that was an entirely new. Yeah, it wasn't a oh we're coming we're bringing a team from a lower formula. No, and of course, man was building sports cars in a shed in Sheffield. Yeah, and was, oh we'll do Formula One. What's worse that could happen? That doesn't help us a lot, does it? No, it doesn't a great deal, no. Just trying to think other other teams that have tried to move up from GP2 to F1. And which drivers drove for them, I guess. Yeah. Do we need a guess on this one? Please. Oh, hell. Shall we stick with what we've got? Um, Bruno Senna? Grosjean? Maybe. Could be. Hmm? Could be any of them. How old, I don't know how old Bruno Senna or Roman Grosjean are. I think Grosjean would be about 32, wouldn't he? That sounds about the right age. Should go Grosjean for the same we guess. can do. Yeah. yeah. I have won the GP2 championship. As yeah. has Roman Grosjean. In that season, I won three out of four races that were held in Bahrain. What? Not sure. <laughs> Didn't GP2 used to throw in the extra meeting every so often? Because there was, what was it, a couple of years ago, they had uh, they had, had an extra one in Valencia. Yeah, just to make it up. I yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, it was like GP2 and 3 weekend. This, this particular shunt is requiring more GP2 knowledge than... Formula One than most well, of us still, have. It's still motorsport, but... It, yeah, it is, yeah. Uh, but, I'll go, I'll go. I, th- I think Grosjean's still a good shout. I first tested an F1 car at the Young Driver Test in Abu Dhabi for Hispania Racing. I think it is Valsecchi, because he has had F1 tests. Right. Yeah, Valsecchi also tested Lotus a few times. And, of course, Grosjean's first F1 drive was testing... After PK. Yeah. Mm. Well, he was, he, was testing, he was testing Renaults before. Yeah, but that was before HRT were a team, so it's not mm. Grosjean. Yeah. Are, you re- are you ready for your last clue? No, I, th- I think it could be Valsecchi. Yeah. I have won the GP2 Asia Series. I don't know if Valsecchi won it. Did Pastor Maldonado win it? Mm, no not idea. entirely sure. Um, if he did, he probably caused as much damage down there as Godzilla did. Is there a spaffer? Yeah, but there's no point because it'll just give it away. I think Valsecchi is pretty much the only GP2 driver or GP2 win, championship winner who hasn't made it into Formula 1, isn't he? He's the only one that springs to mind, yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Do you want to say it? Are you Davide Valsecchi? I am commentary ballend Valsecchi. <laughs> nice one, Dan. Well done, Dan, after clue three. Yeah. Brilliant. Nice one, and thank Impressive. you, Scott, for sending that in. That's uh, that's really good. Right, how do you send a total shunt in? You can tweet me at a total shunt. You can send me a PM on uh, yeah on Twitter, or you can send me a PM on uh, Instagram as well. And you can also send them to three legs four wheels at gmail.com, which yes. is our general email address. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us on Twitter, we are at Flood21, at Dan Dankleton, at Pablo100, and obviously at three legs four wheels. And Sean is at Sean Cowper. Um, if anyone wants, has sent me a total shunt on either Instagram or uh, Twitter, and I haven't done it yet, 
and you're thinking, well, where's my shunt? Give me a reminder next week. There you go then. Um, right, quick Formula Lee results. We only had 20 entries for this one. So IndyCar points. IndyCar points. Everybody gets a point. Oprah points. You get a point, and you get a point, and you get a point. <laughs> so I'm only going to do the top five. I entered, but we haven't. We didn't do the. We didn't look at the Xbox. Oh, we didn't look at the Xbox ones. Tell you what, I'll get the Xbox ones off you during the week. We'll we'll do the big reveal next week. Yes. On who came where, but in the meantime, challenge for Abu Dhabi, last race of the season. Let's have it dry in a Mercedes. So it seems fitting, doesn't it? It does. You've got until the Monday after the race. Hope it rains. <laughs> So you've got till uh, the Monday after the race, 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern, get your times in, and uh, we'll do this week's results next week, and I think next season we're going to do the results a week later, so I'm not scrambling round, filling in spreadsheets when it, I'm on my way here. It makes, it makes sense doing it when there's a middle week as well, doesn't it, to give people more time? Yeah. So we're going we're gonna to shake things up a bit for next year. I haven't worked out what yet, but next year's next year. Yeah, there'll be differences... Like the year will be a different year. That is that is true. That <laughs> is true. Um, right, if you want to hear more of us or see more of us, because we streamed it on YouTube for the first time tonight, you can do that by going to patreon.com slash three legs four wheels. Sign up there and Ooh, someone's just said there was, no, there was no Williams in Formula Lee. If there was no Williams, should we do it in Williams? We've had it in a Williams. Have we? Yes. You're a fucking liar. There hasn't been a Williams in F one twenty nineteen yet, but we did it earlier on in the season. Well, it's all, it's, if we haven't used the 2019 car, let's use let's do it in that. It's a big salute to well, well, the well, fastest uh, fruit machine in the West last you'll, race. You'll get a chance to do it early season before the new game comes oh, out. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. So. I keep forgetting that. Yeah, so it'll run. We'll keep it in Mercedes. Might as well. Why not? So let's have a fast one to finish it off. Um, yeah, you can subscribe to our Patreon um, from as little as a dollar a month. Keeps us in things that stop technical cock-ups happening, like what happened earlier. Yeah, I'll be doing some creative editing on this before it comes out on uh, on the podcast platform. And you'll get to see the Patreon shows on YouTube now, and we're going to do the odd Q&A on there as well. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to do now? Uh, we're going to do a Q&A on here for the YouTube viewers. Yeah. But for everyone that's listening, um, thank you very much, and we'll be back next week with a preview of... The last race of the season. I can't wait. I, I hate It's this emotional. It's, no. been a, it's been a good season. It's been all right, but I always think as soon as the championship's over, I, let's just ditch it. Let's just ditch it's it. people like you that double points Abu Dhabi was invented yeah, for. absolutely. I want double points sprinkler Abu Dhabi. <laughs> On that wanna... note, we'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye. 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 I genuinely want it to rain. <laughs>